It's important to know. Dark Days of Dorothy Gale is solely a reimagining of the novel The Wonderful Wizard of Oz, and not the 1939 film or any other iteration of the story. Welcome to Dark Days of Dorothy Gale, Aftermath, for Chapter 4 of Dark Days of Dorothy Gale, Scarecrow, Part 2, and Chapter 4 of The Wonderful Wizard of Oz, The Road Through the Forest. These two chapters are among my favorite. I've always loved the story of the creation of the Scarecrow. The idea that the Munchkins created someone and even brought him to life only to stick him on a pole always makes me laugh. It's never really been that clear to me if they created him with the purpose of creating life, or if his life was just by accident. Certainly, even if they created him with the intention of creating life, it would seem illogical to go stick him on a pole in the field instead of tasking him with patrolling said field and just having him shoo away the birds as they land. I also get a kick out of the one that is just watching the creation of the Scarecrow, as being somewhat critical of the Scarecrow's aesthetics. The idea that the Scarecrow wants brains, of course, is still explored and explained even more here. We get some insight into why brains are so important to him, mainly because a bird said that they're essential to being a good person. I love the exchange between the crow and the scarecrow, and I apologize if this isn't exactly correct. I don't happen to have my copy of the book sitting in front of me today, but I do like it when the bird tells him that if he had brains, he would be just as good a man as any, and better than some. This chapter also moves Dorothy further into the land of Oz, and paints a picture of it as not necessarily being as friendly as you might think. We get into the darker part of the forest, and find out that the Scarecrow, as well as never tiring or getting hungry, can also see perfectly in the dark. Because that makes sense. I think. Doesn't it? Well, maybe not. But anyways... For dark days, I wanted to keep some of that whimsy and wonderment. My version, however, does in fact take a bit of a darker turn, as you have all come to expect. My story is more of a Pinocchio type of story of loneliness, heartache, and nostalgia. I wanted the creation of the Scarecrow to be pleasant, though. I wanted it to be fun and memorable, and hopefully I achieved that goal. I like the idea of his senses not fully coming to him and the idea of him gaining consciousness piece by piece. I like the tale of the seamstress finding a friend and companionship, along with a sense of self-worth in her teaching of the scarecrow. I also like the idea that he retains a sense of childlike curiosity throughout. This chapter paints him as not necessarily dumb, but maybe naive. He doesn't know exactly what an apple is, he gets turned around in the forest, but to be fair, many would in those circumstances, and it does take him a moment to realize that he's in the wrong house. Again, I don't like the idea of him just being stupid, or even quite so down on himself, as much as I like the idea that he is just always eager to learn. 
As the story progresses, we will find he is often the voice of reason, or at the very least, the voice of caution. For this particular chapter, though, he is simply childish fun with an unwavering sense of uncertainty. I wrote this wanting people to feel sympathy not only for the Scarecrow, but also for his creator. Creating life comes with a heavy and sometimes heartbreaking responsibility. Whether any of that came through or not, I don't know, but it's what I was aiming for nonetheless. So, with that, I will bid you all farewell until we meet again. Thank you.